Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. We've been talking about supernatural experiences how they fit into our lives, how we are to approach them. And hopefully, you've been asking the Lord to give you supernatural experiences. I want to just kind of turn that for a second and just encourage you that odds are really good that your whole life you have been experiencing supernatural experiences but you didn't recognize it you weren't aware you gave them other names and our purpose now is to increase our awareness again of what is already going on in the supernatural realm. And one thing I want to emphasize here, if you've been taught and have learned and are satisfied with what you've been taught and how you're approaching this subject, I'm absolutely fine with that. I'm not going to be at all corrective or responsive even. That's fine. Our goal, all of our goal, is to know God. How you get there to knowing him, to being healed to being set free to be able to receive his love and give that love to others we're all going to change our beliefs over our lifetime and there's different reasons for that Hopefully, one of the reasons is that we're letting God heal us and change us. And one of the things he does is he heals us by revealing the lies that we believe. You know, that's a wound. Wherever, and we all believe in lies, So this is not like, okay, somebody's better than another. We all believe lies. But where we believe that lie, obviously that's lacking truth. And there's a reason 
Jesus is referred to as the way, the truth, and the life. So each of us has lies we need to give up. Now what's fascinating is most of the time when God shows us his truth, he reveals his truth, he reveals himself, that truth automatically overwhelms the lie. And we don't even have to think about it. We don't have to think, oh, you know, I'm going to have to give up my belief about this, that, and the other thing. Getting healed feels so good. We're willing to give things up for it. Experiencing truth is so exciting and enlightening and freeing and enlightening. We're willing to give up even the most tightly held beliefs. Because when truth smacks us up in the face, we're willing to go, okay, I see it now. That's what's more important. You know, and sometimes truth comes subtly, and sometimes truth does smack us right in the face. And sometimes we need to be smacked in the face. I've written the three books, and the subtitle of the first book is, Does What You Believe Work? Because that's one of the tests of truth. Is it working for you? Is it bringing you closer to God, into a greater dependence, Or is it asking you to work harder? Does it separate you from others? Does it separate you from God? Does it cause you to get down on yourself? What we believe changes over time. Another way we, our lives are overwhelmed by truth is God releases more truth. He has treasures hidden, shall we say, in his storehouse. God is gentle and kind and he knows how we're made. He made us. He knows how much we can tolerate at any given time. I think if he revealed to us the depths of his power and authority and creativity, we wouldn't be able to stand it. We say his glory. We wouldn't be able to stand it. And he wants us to be able to stand it because he wants to share it with us. So I believe he gives us over time, and this is true for individuals and for, couldn't we say, humanity. He reveals himself layer by layer. 
as we are able to receive without being destroyed. So he makes us more dependent on him so we can be stronger. That's kind of contrary, isn't it? The more dependent we are on God, the stronger we are. The more dependent you are on him, the more you are true to the way God created you. He created you to receive. He created you to give, and me, and all of us, all human beings. Because, again, we're not human beings, we're not human doings, we're spirit beings. And it can get frustrating because we can catch a glimpse of something and want to know more, and God may say, not now. I love in in Revelation, John was about to write down what the, I believe it was the four winds said, and God said, don't write it down, it's not for this time. Now, John didn't seem upset about that. Oh, God, I need to be able to write this down. Why did you show it to me if you didn't you know, want me to share it? He just, okay, he didn't write it down. And that's part of our challenge is we think if God shows us something new, it's because he wants us to share it. It's like, no. It's a secret between friends. God wants you to think of him as your friend that you can trust, that you can be friends with, that you can laugh and be silly and be real with. And of course, receive life from. Feedback, encouragement, healing. So as we start looking at new ways of knowing God. We can step back and be objective. And we want to be objective. We're not trying to grasp smoke. The supernatural realm is either real or it isn't. And my saying this, that, or the other thing about it isn't going to do you any good. God wants you to rely on him and the reality and experience he shows you and he gives you. My goal is to hopefully give you some tools and some keys to more easily approach what God is doing in your life, to help you build that relationship with our God. Likewise, he may pour out truths in you that come so easily 
and make so much sense that when you try to share them with others, they make no sense whatsoever. We've got plenty of, of examples of that in scriptures, even the prophesying about the Messiah. And then when Jesus came, how can I, you know, how can I be born again? And it's it's fun and fascinating to see history, what how God has re- related to His people throughout history. But you are your own history. We can we can study and we can rejoice and fellowship. But whether things are going great or things are going terrible, do we know where to go? Do we know how to hear from him? Do we know where to get encouragement and healing? Not, well, let's just leave it there. We're all in our own path. We're all in our own walkway. And wherever you are right now is exactly where you're supposed to be. Now, a lot of people are in the midst of making decisions right now. I just feel to go through some of the processes is first make sure you do your homework. And if you want to go to the website, there's a whole chapter on um, guidance, divine guidance. And I encourage you to go through that. But be practical. We have this tendency to come up with our own way that we think God would direct us. And i got to tell you, he's not obligated to follow that way at all. You know, we fleece. You know, God, you know, if you've, if you've got a choice between two jobs, you're going to take the job that has the, the bigger salary. You know, because that way is God's blessing you. That's his sign to you. Well, first you have to find out if, if God has promised you a sign. Oh, and just a quick touch on the on the whole fleecing thing. That's been so distorted. The the original fleecing example was not did not provide guidance. There was no guidance whatsoever. It specifically provided encouragement. You know, one time he put the fleece on the ground, He wanted the, which is from a, a sheepskin. He wanted the sheepskin wet and then the ground dry, and then the next night vice versa. And if that happened, he knew he was hearing from God. He, he wasn't confused about what he was hearing. It was he needed encouragement. And God knew he needed encouragement, so he gave it to him. He does the same for us. There's times when he knows we need encouragement. But let me also tell you, there's going to be a lot of times where you're going to make a decision when you haven't heard from God. A lot of times, the decisions we make have already been made. 
He gives us the desires of our heart. He guides our steps. And there's that story about if you're riding around, if your your child is riding around in the cul-de-sac, just doing what he's supposed to be doing, riding around on a bike in the cul-de-sac, you don't yell at him because he's doing exactly what he should be doing. Now, if he starts riding out in the main street, that's when you go, oh, no, come back here, come back where it's safe. So a lot of times, silence from God is perfectly fine. And that's why one of the things we do is we, we learn to test. Lord, is that you? And again, go through, go to that, uh, on the website, therainersclub.org, and look for divine guidance. It will walk you through their, the steps. Because one of the steps most people, one of the steps that most people skip is the do your own research part. And don't think that there are the only the choices that you have been approached with. Very often there are other options. And if we take one of those things that we think, okay, this is this is it, God doesn't have his chance. But now God will tell you if that's the case. There'll be a, you know, what do we what do we call it? A check in our spirit. but there's exercises there about how to go through the process. And obviously all the family needs, well, all the adults that would be affected need to be on the same page. Especially in a, in a family situation, the mom and the dad need to be on the same page. And not, well, wherever you want to go, honey. That doesn't count. Part of our responsibility as brothers and sisters, as sons, is to treat each other like sons. And we and have an expectation of we're all in this together and we're all equal and we're all learning equally. We're all learning as sons. And the more we start seeing ourselves that way, many of you I will never talk to and probably never meet. And again, I always appreciate receiving emails and encouragement and, and feedback and questions. But we're all on the same page. We're all knowing God together. We're all sons together. We are all co-inheritors. And we're simply learning what that means. Learning to live as a spirit being here on this earth. We're all in transit. This earth is a way station. And we came to, to be here to learn something and then go away and learn something else. I don't know that there's, in God, I don't know that there's going to be a final thing. I don't think there's, 
remember he's everything about him is creative is constantly is eternally creative he 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 is limitless and i think because we are part of that that nature we too are not going to stop experiencing stop changing stop layer upon layer line upon line greater and i don't know how we're going to participate with him but since we are in him in our spirit we already are remember in your spirit there is no time in your soul there is no time time is res- is restricted is part of the natural realm. And that's why I want you to think about that too, as far as redeeming the time. That's a natural thing. In your, in your soul, you know, you may think, oh, I made all these mistakes. Well, God doesn't recognize them. You know, if I had done this, that, and the other thing, God doesn't recognize that. That's in the natural realm. That's that's not a hindrance. That's not even a speed bump. So what do we struggle with? Because we believe that if we don't do everything perfect, we can derail God. If we've made mistakes in our past, what we call mistakes, we can usurp his authority. We're so strong and so powerful that we can keep God from being God. Now I know this gets into, you know, the whole, we've got this philosophical problem. It's a religious problem. Why doesn't God just save everybody? We have to have a reason why he, why he picks some and not others to reveal himself. And so we've come up with this idea of free will. And really, what we, we try to make complex, we try to contort and turn ourselves into pretzels to try to figure out why and how God does things. When Really, all we really need to do is accept the simple answer. It's not their time. Not yet. And let's not try to draw conclusions to to his purpose, how he does things, how he loves us, based on extremely incomplete information. Eyes have not seen, nor ears heard, neither has it entered into the heart and mind of those who love him, what he has in store for us. We can't comprehend, no matter how hard we try, what he has waiting for us. Waiting for us when? 
or where or how or why. We don't know. But I do know that he is making us ready. He is preparing us. He's preparing you for your tomorrow. He knows what you've got planned. He knows what he's got planned. And your spirit, who you truly are, your spirit, knows what your tomorrow holds. And whether it's good or bad, from our perception, your spirit has already said, yes, Lord. So our problem is not that we don't know. It's that our soul wants to maintain control. Our soul wants to be king, remain king, doesn't want God to be king. And so it's set up a shadow kingdom. But it's okay. You don't need to get on your own bandwagon and try to fix yourself. It won't work. He won't let it work. He's the one changing you. He's the one setting you free. And he's using the right hand and the left hand to mold that clay into what he has for you tomorrow. But it will be good for you. You'll love it. It will be hard. For some reason, for most of us here on this earth, life is hard. And some are here on this earth for a short period of time, and some are here for a long period of time. I think about some of the the, the first forefathers that Methuselah, who lived 969 years, what did he do with all his time? And some of us are, you know, can hardly wait to get out of this life, our 80, 90 years, so we can be sitting on golden thrones. One of the things we are to learn, though, is to make the most of our time, to redeem it, to own it, to clean it up. Just like you clean house, the Lord may take you through your memories. There may be areas where you need to forgive yourself or forgive others or forgive him. There's a whole chapter on my website about that as well. So learning about supernatural experiences and asking for supernatural experiences is just a part of a greater whole. We don't want to lose sight of the greater whole, but he won't let you. So it's okay. Don't feel like you're being distracted by exciting things. God is drawing you. And again, you've been experiencing them. You just didn't know it. So some people have had supernatural experiences and they know it 
and some feel they haven't had any supernatural experiences. Well, I want you to start here. I can assure you, you have had supernatural experiences your whole life. Everybody does, whether you're a Christian or not. It's simply the soul having insight or receiving insight, the soul being the soul. You know, that's why there's the common deja vu and all of a sudden knowing where you lost something, where you put something down, or, oh, somebody's going to call, you know, psychic experiences. We're not going to get into the difference right now between psychic experiences and supernatural experiences. We will. But don't pick it apart. Ask the Lord to show you. And just have an increasing awareness. If it's something, but going forward from here, Lord, we ask that you just, for those who desire it and want it, supernatural experiences, I just ask that you pour them out and make them clear. So from this point going forward, if you experience something different, if your attention is drawn to something different, that's a supernatural experience. Okay? It's not that complicated. But here's what I want you to do. Write it down. Write it down in a hundred words or less. Don't pick it apart. Don't spend too much time on it. Just write it down for your sake. So thanks for tuning in. We'll be getting back together again this time next week. Until then, this has been Diane Thomas of Rainer's Radio. Have a great night.